This is Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole, with your host Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Sue and Cole provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here with the financial information you need are Sue and Cole. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and as usual, I'm joined by my mom, Sue Bushka, from Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our co-host, Tony Shore. Now, listeners out there, if at any point during the show you want to get a little bit more information about what we're talking about, feel free to give us a call anytime at 715-355-4445, or you can visit our website, retirewithbushka.com, that's retirewithbushka.com. We've got a brand new website that we just rolled out, so make sure you check out all the tools and resources out there. You can listen to some of our past shows uh, from the radio. You can also watch some of our past shows from the TV show, which if you've never caught an episode before, I highly encourage you to do so. And of course, you can reach out to schedule a consultation at any time, either on the uh, website right there by clicking the yellow book now button, which should be pretty much anywhere on the website, as well as calling our office at 715-355-4445. And of course, you can uh, schedule in Wausau or in Eau Claire, or if you'd prefer a virtual meeting, we can certainly accommodate that as well. Now, I was flipping through channels the other day and Back to the Future came on. And of course, it's a classic. And whenever I watch it, my imagination always begins to wander uh, to what I'd tell myself if I could jump into a time machine and, you know, hit that 88 miles an hour and go back 30 years. Uh, Some of what I'd say to myself is, is common sense. You know, don't worry about fitting in and pay more attention in chemistry class, you know, that sort of thing. But I'd also give myself plenty of financial advice. Now, like many of you listening today, I've made some financial mistakes along the way, and you know what? That's perfectly normal. But as I think about Back to the Future and time machines, it occurs to me that many of us, um, you know, our kids and grandkids are, are something of a time machine, and thankfully you don't have to hit that 88 miles an hour to visit them and give them the kind of financial advice that you wish somebody had given you when you were younger. Uh, But before we load up the DeLorean and head back in time, let's make sure to say hello to everyone here with me today, Sue and Tony. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Great, Scott. I used to be able to do a good Doc (laughs) Brown impression. All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) A little Back to the Future music for us today. Yeah. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Well, if I could go back in time, I would probably go back far enough to tell Sue not to uh, buy or live in that RV. (laughs) (laughs) I'd put all my money in Apple stuff. Yeah, Yeah, well, that's that's what everyone says. What what would you do if you go back in time? I would tell myself to buy Apple. Yeah, yeah, everybody says that. Now, we're not giving, that's not a financial recommendation to buy (laughs) a particular stock. Uh, that is a, a joke, but, uh, a lot of people do say that. That's just a fact that people say that. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing great. That's a great introduction, Cole. And, um, 
I, I think this is going to be a great show. Uh, Back to the Future actually is one of my favorite movies. Love it. You have to love it. You have to love Michael J. Fox in that role. Uh, so, so awesome. But uh, yeah, I've been great. Last week, uh, I went, my wife and I went to a family rebellion. I mean, a family reunion. Uh, <laughs> family reunion. So that was fun. Sue, what have you been up to? Oh, pretty much the same thing. You know, had all the kids, kids, grandbabies, everyone uh, was at my house for a whole four or five days and it was just great surprisingly she still has hair too (laughs) yes i do after having three one-year-olds and a four-year-old and a (laughs) nine-year-old yeah but you love it you love getting together with family oh yeah oh yes it was it was great to see all the little ones together awesome it sure was well, that's yeah, awesome. So. Well, we're going to have a good show today. And, and uh, Cole, great topic, too. Um, you know, I'm sure we've all thought about some of the choices we've made when we were younger. I know, you know, financial or otherwise, I cringe thinking about some of the decisions I made. Uh, <laughs> oh, we all do that from time yeah. to and time. And unfortunately, <laughs> outside of books and movies, you know, time travel is still impossible. But uh, I love the notion that you mentioned our kids and our grandkids are really time machines. Uh, I think that's interesting. And, you know, while well, Marty McFly was able to travel through time and see himself and his parents, we can see ourselves in our kids and grandkids. Isn't that right, Sue? That's exactly right, Tony. And right off the bat, I think there's something you should consider. If you decide to share your financial lessons with your kids and grandkids, and that is share it all. Because share your wins and losses and definitely share your mistakes because nothing can really ease the sting of a past financial mistake, like making sure someone that you really care about doesn't make that same mistake. Now, there was a recent um, Money Talks news article entitled Eight Money Lessons You Must Teach Your Grandchildren. And it has extremely uh, useful guidance. Now, before we get rolling today, let me say that the article mentions grandchildren a lot. But all of this advice applies just as well if you're the parent of a teenager or 20-something. Well, yeah, and (laughs) that's true. Uh, I count myself in that category. But what's the first piece of financial advice Uh, that you recommend giving the young people we care about? Well, I think the first piece of advice that you should share with the young people in your life is that debt is like a pair of handcuffs that are almost impossible to take off. If you lose your job or you require medical care that your insurance won't cover, or you know, those debt handcuffs are going to make it even harder to successfully navigate through that situation. So when you're wearing your debt handcuffs, somebody else has that key, of course. And the longer that you take to pay that debt off, the more interest charges mount and the more difficult the key uh, to the handcuffs is to reach. So if one of your favorite young people is struggling with some debt already, urge them to come with a bold action plan uh, come up with. So if one of your favorite young people is struggling with debt already, uh, make sure you urge them to come up with a bold action plan immediately. Yeah, and, you know, in Back to the Future, Marty McFly always turned to Doc Brown for advice and wisdom. So, you know, if you know somebody who is struggling with debt, a young person, encourage them to work with a financial services professional. Uh, Maybe bring them in uh, to talk uh, with Sue and Cole with yourself. 
And, uh, you know, that way you can have your own Doc Brown, right? Well, that's a really great point, Tony. The next financial lesson that you should give a young person is that there's real power in living below your means. You should buy a reliable car, not the flashiest car, and live with roommates until you have enough saved for a down payment on your own place. And most importantly, remind them that a promotion or a raise shouldn't automatically be an excuse to spend more on their lifestyle. Well, yeah, and I'd be willing to bet that for a lot of people out there, that first significant pay raise is going to be greeted with a burst in spending on things that aren't necessary. I know I, kn- <laughs> no, I know I kick myself happens. when I think about some of the stuff I was buying when I was 25 years old. That's for sure. I know. I know, right? <laughs> of course. I think all of us made at least some financial decisions at 25 that we later came <laughs> to regret. Uh, <laughs> now, the next valuable lesson that you may be able to share with a young person in your life uh, is to pay themselves first. Uh, urge them to generously contribute to their 401k or IRA. And also explain how automating savings can really help them to avoid spending too much out of their paycheck at any given time. Well, yeah, and that's, that is a really uh, good point. You have to really watch your spending. And when it comes to saving, that old adage, out of sight, out of mind, is a useful tool, isn't it? Absolutely, Tony. And when a chunk of your paycheck is automatically funneled into your chosen retirement savings tool, you budget with what ends up in your debit account, which means you aren't budgeting with money that you need for retirement. Right. I mean, that automatic uh, withdrawal of monies to go into a retirement fund or uh, an emergency fund before you even see the money in your checking account is so important because it's like you never had it so you don't miss it. And that's why I know you guys are always talking on the show about, you know, get those automatic payments set up. And, And this has been fun and informative so far, but we do need to take a quick break. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Well, Tony, just a reminder for our listeners that when it comes to planning for these types of things, when it comes to retirement, investment management, debt management, all of these different things, these are areas that we as financial professionals deal with every day and we can provide some guidance. So we offer complimentary, no obligation consultations for all of our radio show listeners. And you can take advantage of that anytime by calling 715-355-4445 or visiting retirewithbushgut.com and clicking that yellow book now button that appears throughout the website. Uh, And uh, again, on the website, you can schedule right there. And then on our calendar, you can see our availability. Makes it really simple to get uh, plugged into the tools and resources that we have available for you. So again, uh, 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com to schedule in our Wausau or Eau Claire office or if you'd prefer virtually, we can accommodate that as well. All right. Thank you so much, Sue and Cole. And listeners, we'll be right back with more of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Bushka Retirement Solutions at 715 715- 355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. 
and welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, Sue Bushka from Bushka Retirement Solutions and Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management. And an interesting conversation today. You've been talking about serving as a financial time machine for your children and grandchildren by sharing financial victories, defeats, lessons, and uh, relaying the lessons you've learned over the years. Uh, we can help them see into the financial future. And I think this is a great one. Uh, what do you have for us next? Well, the next great tip from the Money Talks news article that I had mentioned earlier is one that really connects with me. It's don't allow yourself and your money to get caught in the latest fad. Now, sometimes the flavor of the month can really leave a very bitter aftertaste. So tell the young people in your life that the fatter their paycheck gets, the easier it is to become seduced by expensive cars, bigger houses, and designer clothes. But what does that get you ultimately? Now, is that money better served with a new car today or a happier retirement tomorrow? Now, I think you and I both know the answer to that question, and it's important to make sure that the young people you care about know it. Now, if they learn this lesson at 25 rather than 45, their financial lives are going to be so much easier. Yeah. Now, a a new car today or happier retirement tomorrow was the question you posed there, Sue. Is that a trick question for me? No. I think I got that one wrong. Uh, But seriously, that is a good point. And I, I would add even that it's critical to make sure that the young people in our lives understand that easy access to credit and credit cards isn't the same as real wealth or even real money. I mean, that's, you know, as my kids, uh, you know, enter college, that's a, that's a struggle. They get about 50 credit card offers a day, you know, via, Mm -hmm. via online and in the mailbox. So, uh, you know, uh, to some of us, real wealth, uh, or to all of us, it should come from a solid financial strategy you know, doing things like disciplined spending, maximizing your earnings, working with a financial professional, prioritizing that security over flash, I guess, right? Well, that's a good way to put it, Tony. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think that the next critical piece of advice, uh, which is save aggressively, ties in really nicely with what you just said. Uh, you know, young people need only remember that by focusing strongly on saving while they're in the early years of their careers, they won't have to uh, save as much money overall in the long run. Saving money is a long term play. And even if you begin by putting away a modest amount, it's still likely to have major benefits down the road. Ultimately, money that's saved today could potentially benefit from compound interest and also market upticks. And additionally, money that's saved at a young age has a longer runway to recover from market downswings. And when you begin saving money early, you have the opportunity to work with a financial services professional to tweak your investment preferences over time. Yeah, and I know you guys have heard this from a lot of folks, and I can't even begin to guess how many of our listeners out there have said to themselves, man, if I'd only started saving money when I was in my 20s, right? If I'd <laughs> yeah, only started when I was in my 20s. If I only had talked to you then. Uh, the more you save at a young age, the smoother the path uh, to the kind of retirement you want is going to be and the less stressful your overall life is going to be knowing that you have a financial plan and have savings. I, I just I can't stress that enough. 
Well, not only that, but the more disciplined you are with saving money at a young age, the more likely it is that you'll have the money you need in the future for a down payment on a house. A larger vehicle as your family expands or a new water heater when the old one hits the bricks in the middle of the night. Now, beyond hammering away on the idea of saving money, it's critical to make sure that the young folks that you care about also set reasonable financial goals. So help them avoid goals that are too broad, like buying a house, um, saving for retirement, and paying their bills. So let's use buying a house as an example. So push the young person you're dealing with to get specific. Now, what kind of home do they think they're going to want? I mean, do they want a new construction or a classic Victorian Or will they want to live in the city or the suburbs or the middle of nowhere? So do they want to utilize a large down payment to limit the size of their monthly mortgage payment? I mean, these are all questions you need to ask yourself and getting specific present goals that have clear and achievable benchmarks. Well, yeah, and that's, there you go, achievable benchmarks. I mean, that's important. And uh, this may present the perfect opportunity for our listeners out there to use themselves as an example. You know, sit down with that young person in your life and describe how goal setting when you were young made a difference in in your financial journey. Or let's say you were like me and didn't set the goals you should have at a young age. Let them know how that path would have been a lot easier if you'd just done that. Right. Right, right, exactly. I think that's a really great idea, Tony, and I hope many of our listeners uh, use it themselves. Now, our next tip, don't believe everything you hear about money, is another place you might be able to use a lot of your own experience personally. Young people, whether it be today in 2021 or back in 1921 or even 1821, are influenced by popular culture. It's part of being young, but you should remind them not to put too much stock in pop culture. The get-rich-quick schemes, designer clothes, glitzy cars, and can't-miss stocks that are celebrated in movies can really skew reality for some young people. Instead, urge your kids and grandkids to read the finance or money section of trustworthy news sites. Gift them copies of financial planning books, maybe ours, (laughs) (laughs) and again, share everything and anything that you've learned along the way. Uh, Movies and pop culture are all about fun and escaping, but when it comes to finances, it's really important to stick to reality. Yeah. Uh, Well, is this your way of telling me Doc Brown's time machine from Back to the Future is unlikely to become a reality? (laughs) Probably, Tony. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid so. Though you may want to get a second opinion from your friendly neighborhood inventor, when it comes to helping your beloved young people find their financial way at a young age, you should also encourage them to set their own spending limits. Now, credit card companies, for example, are only too eager to tell them how much they can spend, but are they really the best source? So you should encourage uh, your young people to build a budget and then block out all the noise and stick to it. Sue and Cole, I want to wish you guys congratulations. You guys were voted the best financial planning for Marathon County, right? Marathon County? 
That is yes, correct. Wow. Yeah, correct. That just recently got announced on the 27th of June. Yeah, so really happy for all of our clients and and uh, and uh, everybody out there in the community that voted for us over here in the Wassa area. That's uh, We were pretty excited about that. That's for sure. In fact, Legacy Tax Solutions was a finalist for um, for accountant in the area as well. So we were pretty pumped about that, too. Well, that's great. Yeah, we, we, we thought it was really quite an honor. And I think my grandfather who has passed away a long long time ago would be pretty proud yeah he would be sue that's awesome i think that's great and i mean voted being voted uh, best financial planning for marathon county uh for 2021 the wasa daily herald um the community uh, voted you best financial planner that's really really great uh and again yeah thank the listeners that's awesome uh, a lot of our listeners out there i know uh, voted for you as well so that's great now, today's show, let's continue with our topic. Uh, during the first two segments, we've been having this interesting conversation about how to use some of the financial wins, losses, and mistakes you've made during your life to help your kids and grandkids uh, with, uh, you know, to have some of the wins of their own and avoid some of those mistakes uh, and really get them on solid ground while they're still young. Uh, what do you have for us today in our final segment? Well, I thought we'd finish the show today by sticking with the theme of finances and the young people in our lives, but broaden it out into something a little bit more fun. There was a Forbes article entitled Seven Tips for Traveling with Grandchildren, and it has some great advice about how you can build wonderful memories with the young people in your life while sticking to a budget. Now, many of these tips also apply if you're still a parent with young kids. Now, its first tip is if you want to travel alone with your grandkids is to make sure that you get their parents on board with your plans. So be clear about how long that you're going to be gone and where you're going and what you're going to be doing. And don't forget that some parents may have concerns about whether a grandparent still has the energy to keep up with the young grandchild, about whether your driving skills are up to par. Now, these type of questions may get under your skin a little bit, but remember to see it from your child's perspective. An open and frank conversation may be just the thing everyone needs to feel good about a grandparent-grandchild adventure. Yeah, yeah, and, and there you go. Even a grandparent who spends a fair amount of time with their grandkid may be unaware of a certain personality traits. So having that open conversation before a trip uh, I know that's an opportunity for the parents to share important information with you. Uh, that's a really good point, Tony. Now, the next tip for an adventure with grandkids is to include them in the process. Ask them for ideas and be flexible. You may be thinking Disney World, but perhaps a little uh, history buff in your life would prefer a trip to Washington, D.C. Or just as likely, after a school year of history lectures and reports, maybe a ride on uh, Space Mountain is exactly what your grandkid needs. Now, either way, by including them in the process, you're more likely to craft a travel itinerary that everyone enjoys and remembers for years to come. Yeah, and to me, it seems likely that if you include your grandkids in the planning process, you're going to increase the odds that they're invested in the trip and excited about it. Of course, I, <laughs> it can also lead to a lot of crazy possibilities for that trip. <laughs> <laughs> that's a valid point. Yes, I, I think that's a very fair point, Tony. Now, the next tip to consider when taking your grandkids on a trip is, is to t not try and do too much. 
Now, as article notes, the ideal the ideal length is about ten days to two weeks. Also, don't try to cram too much into each day. Now, remember, younger kids do get tired and hungry and cranky. And the fuller the schedule, the more likely you're going to end up with an unhappy camper. So be aware of bedtimes, too. If you're flying internationally, try and do it at night so the little ones can better adjust to the time change. And if they're used to dinner at a certain time, stick to that rather than your preferred time because you'll have an easier time. They'll have an easier time adjusting. Yeah, great tips right there. Good advice. And and don't forget about nap time. I'm going to need my nap time. If you take me on that trip. Oh, wait. No, the kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the kids you're traveling with are probably going to still be used to a daily nap, so don't try to push through it. Let them have a nap. You'll be glad you did, and that goes for anyone traveling with me. Let me have a nap. <laughs> if you let me have my nap. Tony needs a nappy. <laughs> you'll be glad you did. Uh, right, right, Cole? <laughs> Of course. Now, one of the best ways to enjoy time together is take a break from each other. The easiest way for everyone to get some of their own space is through sleeping arrangements. Rather than putting everyone in the same hotel room, consider a suite with a separate bedroom and a pull-out couch. Adjoining rooms may also be a great option because you can give your grandkids their own space while keeping the adjoining door open a crack so you can keep an eye on them. Also, if you're traveling with multiple grandkids, give each of them a bit of spending money. That way they can make some small decisions for themselves, independent of what the larger group wants. Well, sure, and uh, those are great tips right there. Very helpful. Uh, uh, What else do you have for us, Sue? Well, when planning a trip with your grandkids, you should also strongly consider travel insurance because there could be illness or injury or any unexpected school or sports events. And they're all things that could throw a wrench, um, even in the best of plans. So look for a policy that covers the planning elements that concern you the most. And note that many travel policies do allow you to cover a grandkid at no extra cost. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, my opinion, travel insurance is always a good idea when you're planning a significant trip uh, with or without the grandkids. Well, it can be a really good way to prepare for the unexpected, that's for sure. Now, here's another big tip. Pack lightly. Without an adult intervening, young kids may try to bring every stuffed animal they've ever owned. (laughs) Right? So make sure to work with them to set packing boundaries and remind them that they don't need to bring along a lot of toys because they'll be too busy having fun on the trip. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a must right there. I'm remembering uh, one time we came down to my daughter's bedroom. I forget how old she was. And she had her entire suitcase was full of her stuffed animals. So it's funny you mentioned that. There were no clothes in it. Uh, No clothes, just stuffies. Well, this has been a great show today. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, Tony, just one final reminder for our listeners that when it comes to planning for retirement and answering these types of questions, they do not have to do it alone. You've got resources that are here to help you, and meeting with one of our financial professionals would be a tremendous way to make sure that you're taking advantage of all of the tools and resources that are out there for you nowadays. You can give us a call and schedule a complimentary, no-obligation consultation anytime with one of our advisors at 715-355-4445 or visit retirewithbushka.com that's retirewithbuska.com and click on that yellow book now button to schedule your complimentary consultation today in either Wausau or Eau Claire or you can schedule virtually 
All right. Well, great show today, Sue and Cole. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 or visit them online at retirewithbushka.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin. Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. Bushka Wealth Management, LLC and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushka, Cole Bruner, Bushka Retirement Solutions, LLC and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.